Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Back to the show. We have two ladies who are joining us who are frequent guests to the show because, in my opinion, they are doing great work at surveying the landscape, uh, drilling down locally on what the impact may be and currently is on some of the statutes and policies that have happened up in Hartford that may have a very real impact on your neighborhood, your street, your shopping district, where you live and where you work, particularly right here in our WICC listening area in Connecticut. So joining us again and frequent guests and always welcome on the show are Alexis Harrison and Maria Weingarten. Maria Weingarten is from New Canaan. Uh, I believe Alexis Harrison. Yep. I know lives. I know lives in Fairfield, and she is with the TPZ. Maria, did I uh, speak in error? Are you a lawyer or are you uh, a realtor? I, I might have misspoken, Maria. Uh, no, I'm a realtor, and okay. um, I'm I'm a former accountant. So got it, um, got it. Uh, I think I got confused with Kathy's credentials for a minute, Kathy Braun, because she's the lawyer, yeah. right? And she's exactly. also a member. So we're talking about ct169strong.org. You can go on the website and. Check out how they map the uh, how they map Connecticut. Alexis, let me begin with you. What is it most urgently that you want to tell people today? Gosh, yeah, at a high level, I mean, I would say you know, Hartford legislators and lobbyists, housing advocates are really doubling down on on really bad housing policies that would, to your point, impact Connecticut. They would really impact our coastal communities like Fairfield, like Westport, Darien, and, and so forth. Um, and we're seeing a lot of uh, bills that are positioned as bills that would help create affordable housing in Connecticut. However, they're really doubling down on density in our communities. Um, I could go through some of the bills um, if that, that's helpful. That yeah, works, of course. That I want watching. you to be yeah, specific. Absolutely. Of course. Sure. And, and you have to remember some of these bills are still in their infancy, so we don't have um, details on all of them. So we're seeing, you know, kind of the same bills come up again and again um, each session. The fair share bill, um, that's HB 6633. Um, this is a bill that's been submitted in various forms over the last two sessions that's been pushed by um, housing advocates. And this bill at a high level would require every t- um, every town to contribute their so-called fair share of, of, of dense housing, affordable housing. Um, or else they would um, have scrutiny and and deal with um, retribution, I guess, from from the state if they don't re- if, they, if they don't meet these so-called you know mandates. And to me, that you know, as we all know, as we as you know, our mission at CT One Sixty Nine Strong is really to to empower local communities, to empower municipalities, and we believe that these um, these state mandates would really hurt our communities and and remove that local control that we really valued in Connecticut. Um, we're also seeing a bill by Desegregate Connecticut, which is um, 
a, a uh, developer-funded uh, lobbyist group um, funded largely by IPA, RPA, excuse me, and they're really pushing this uh, work-live-ride um, bill. Which, What's that? You know, it sounds good. And that's a, that's a TOD bill, a transit-oriented development bill. Um, and that would require towns to to build dense housing near their train stations. And oh, I saw that happen in Greenwich today. I saw big, a big article about that about Greenwich. They want to yes, transform the Greenwich, which is which is downtown Greenwich, by the way. The transit right. district is also downtown. Will be, yeah, yeah. Decentralized Connecticut will apparently be. Um, they, they're going to be making a presentation at their next PPZ meeting on February 22nd. Um, so urge people in the Greenwich area to go to that TPC meeting on February 22nd at 4 p.m. to see that presentation and to ask those hard questions. You know, how will this impact our town? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, TOD is a really good thing. You know, in Fairfield, we have three train stations, and we've been doing TOD for, for many, many years. And we don't, I don't feel like we need a state mandate to tell us to do that. Mm-hmm. We have a thriving, you know, area at the Fairfield Metro Center. Um, you know, we've been looking to do it, um, you know, as we update our plan of conservation development. So, again, these are just bad bills that really just double down on, on failed housing policies. And they also con- they also conflict with 830G, which is also something that most people in, their, in your listening audience are familiar with. 830G obviously is targets every town to have 10 percent of their housing units deemed affordable. So that's what we're looking at right now. But there are a slew of other bills that are creeping up. But I will pause there. You know, I will say the one thing about that, it's a transit-oriented community bill. So they've created, Desegregate Connecticut has created a new term because it really isn't true transit-oriented development. That would have required there to be rapid transit. Mm -hmm. And just because someone has a bus station in their town doesn't make it rapid transit. And and rapid transit is a, a term that's defined by developers. And and this bill would not qualify as TOD per se. So they've created new language, new terminology to find a way to like circumvent what already exists and is a common practice everywhere. Um, so it, and, and so it's, it's maybe they're proposing this. It's, it's not consistent with transit-oriented development as defined under state law and across the country by the planners and practitioners. So there's no real reason to make up a new term. Um, and, and so this is the problem because a real true transit-oriented development would mean that there would have to be a subway or service that's within every 15 minutes. I and, see. And, and they're trying to uh, create a false equivalent that a town like a New Canaan that has a train once a day that'll come, you know, within 20 minutes. Otherwise, it's like every hour or every half hour, you know, uh, is, that's limited service. That, that is not true TOD. <laughs> I have, I have so, a question. I, I want to ask you something. Um, I'm chatting with uh, Maria Weingarten and Alexis Harrison. By the way, Alexis Harrison, desegregate Connecticut. The leader is Pete Harrison. Any relationship? Is there anything we need to no know relation. about? Okay, no that's hilarious. Relation. By the way, I saw that today. Um, and, and you'll probably get asked that now and then. So I just want to let you know. Um, my my question is: uh, Can you tell me a little bit about following the money here? Because I saw that Governor Lamont specifically said he wanted to allocate part of the state budget to affordable housing. But what does that mean? Does that mean that that taxpayers are going to lend money to developers to allow them to build things that are then deemed affordable housing? Does it mean grants? 
can you help me follow the money here and, and how the money path is triggering a lot of favorable votes in Hartford? You there? Did I lose you? Yeah, no, I, I am listening. And I know Maria is the guru. I know that she just actually, we were just talking about this. Uh, we're together actually in Colorado. She was just talking about the money piece. And I'm going to okay. give her that. Her okay, Maria. It's, Let's hear it's from interesting. you. So there it has been, I, you know what, I have to honestly, I have to take a closer look. I've seen that there is a certain amount of money, but it's being allocated to state bureaucrats to determine how they want to provide the funding. So so it's it's unclear to okay. me as to how that money is going to go and move elsewhere. Um, so so it's 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 not defined specifically um they've they've kind of created categories i think it's 500 million from what i saw in one bill that's Um, a lot of money that's a lot of money but but i will tell you that if you look at fair share this is the other bill that's um getting a lot of you know talk recently um and you know i'm happy to share you know with you like because it's it's an analysis we didn't do in the past because um, there wasn't as much, you know, the bill hasn't changed in terms of allocations and what they would expect. But but the one thing that's really interesting about fair share is they're not telling towns. They're basically telling a town, you have 10 years to develop this number that we're mandating to you. And if you don't develop it within that time frame, we're going to allow any developer or, or any um, uh, outside person to, to allow as-of-right development in your town. So it, wow. it, will, it will entirely end single-family wow. zoning. Wow, you're kidding me. No, no. This yeah. is a very dangerous bill. So basically it'll say if you're near a transit area, they're, they're going to define a specific area. Actually, it's any area that's on water or sewer. Oh, they'll my goodness. Any area on water or sewer or where a developer is willing to pay the cost of bringing it further to where they need it, they can do 20 units per acre. Oh, my goodness. That is that first. That's if you don't create within their time frame, which is within 10 years. If you don't create it, if it's not there, then we're going to allow this out anybody to just override your single family zoning. And so, so that act attacks every downtown, and and the only towns that are exempted, I, I, actually there there aren't because every town, the only towns that are exempted are the ones that have the the largest cities with a with a poverty level. So there's that's it. Everybody else is falling into this. All right, and, so ladies, uh, I, we could we could keep talking about this, but unfortunately, I have to wrap up because I have a guest from the Netherlands who's going to be talking about this amazing carbon negative car that they've invented there. So wow. what, what? Yeah, it's incredible, actually. So what I want to do, obviously, is always continue the conversation. But this fair share bill does it have a number yet? Can people follow it? Yes, I believe it's sixty six thirty three. Sixty six. Is it an S or an H? HB6633. HB6633. And again, it would would just mandate hundreds and even thousands of new housing units in your towns. And, you know, and activist groups that actually sue your town if you don't meet these mandates. So it's very troubling. They will have standing to sue the town, even though they have no personal interest in the case or controversy. 
It's extraordinary how the law is being rewritten and rewritten and rewritten every day from prior existing principles. It's going to end up in front of some judges here and there, but it's expensive for these towns to challenge it. So this is HB 6633. And I know that you guys are going to be on Melissa Sheketov's show in the morning. Do you know what time? We're going to be on bright and early at 7.15. So don't miss that. So don't miss the continuing conversation You know, it's very wonderful. I'm just standing back a little bit. And this has to do with advocates on all different issues. But I'm always so impressed that there are people like Alexis and Maria out there in the world who have very busy other engaged lives and jobs and families and everything else like you and I do. But they take time aside to say, this is something so important to our communities that we have to gather They don't get paid for it. They spend enormous amounts of time and energy and intellect and resourcing and connecting to do it. And even if you don't always agree with the way they, with what ultimately they want to do, one has to stand back and say that, you know, people like this, people like Alexis and Maria, they are what make our democracy work. And they just are because of this kind of community advocacy And I'm just really impressed with the time and energy that you guys are doing on this. And I want to thank you. So don't forget to listen to Melissa Sheketoff's show tomorrow at 715 for a continuing conversation about these really important bills and policies, whether you want them to happen or not want them to happen, you've got to be kept abreast because they will affect you and they will affect your town. So thank you very much, Marie and Alexis. And I promise you we'll do a part two and three later on. Okay. Great. Thanks for the conversation, Lisa. Sure. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.